Welcome to Car Talk with Maddie J. Another Tuesday night, more car related topics as per usual. I'm in the studio with Jason Establish. What's happening? Hey, what's going on? And Paul, what's going on, man? Oh, I'm very happy to be here again. Becoming a regular, Paul. Oh, yes, what's, I ha- am. What's, what's happening, mate? <laughs> oh, I think I like the radio. It's got the car talk bug. Cause it's, it's, got, it's, it's bitten. The, the, the car talk bug has bitten, and it's, uh, it's, it, it doesn't let like go. It's a good bug. It's a good bug to have. Um, so we all caught up for, for go karting on the weekend. It's a bit of fun. Oh, I thought I'd just start the, start the yeah. show. So we're saying how, how fun go karting is. Yeah, it was excellent. Um, we, Different uh, track. Did, well, yeah, I've, I've never been to that job before. We went, we went to down in Port Melbourne. It was Port Melbourne and it looked like a new track as well with, in a new building. Really nice in a, in a good condition. Yeah, it was. Paul uh, reckons it was something out of uh, Europe. What he was telling the, uh, the, the, the lady there, the bird. I've only been to one. Oh, okay. So, in terms of um, uh, your other ex- experience, would, did you prefer this track to like more out? Like, like, have you been to the one in in South Marine? Yes. Yeah. Um, actually, they were they are similar. I think all go kart tracks are similar because they all small and the go kart is not very powerful. Probably yeah. nine horsepower. Yeah. So that's not as good as probably fifteen or sixteen horsepower. But you still have a lot of fun. And I think as soon as you finish go cards and you start driving your car, doesn't matter how good it is, <laughs> you, it feels a bit weird, doesn't it? <laughs> it feels, yeah, it doesn't feel hundred um, percent. I think that's a good thing, though. It actually makes you think, makes you uh, believe how powerful your car is. And not, not only that, like, like I know after me driving a go kart, every it happens to me every time. Like the moment I get out and hop into my own car and drive off. You feel you instantly feel like holy crap! The car's not as responsive to, as in the turn in and everything. You, you, yeah, you, yeah. You, 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 you forget it. it. Sucks, the steering, the steering, yeah, is the worst. Like in a car, you have to turn basically 360 degrees yeah. before before the car turns. With go kart, you just turn a little bit and it turns. Turns, yeah, that's exactly right. So in, yeah, but it's it's good in the case that, for instance, the the, the car does not have nine horsepower, <laughs> and that. The throttle actually works. Yeah, true. But then you got to remember, like go karts, and they're not made to be su- stupendously fast, especially ones that are at you know um, yeah, closed indoor circuits, closed indoor circuits and stuff. Uh, unless you bring like your own, like you know, Arrow or, or whatever brand one you, you want to bring down, um, you can get some really high powered go karts. I've, I've seen people with like checking uh, higher Busser engines in them, I've and they're them. just they're just insane. Like that's that, that's a death sentence right there. But <laughs> I think. All the fast go karts are on the outdoor track, not on the inside. Oh, yeah, have to be outdoor. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, like you, a Phillip Island track or something. Well, wouldn't, I guess you could probably drive it on a Phillip Island track, but like more, I'd say like, in, like on a bigger. Like you probably get get it happening on like that that big out track in um in South Marine because it's got long straights, places where you actually open up the go kart and you know and, and, and have enough time to stop as well. Have enough time to stop and, and turn it in. Um, but in in terms of in terms of nine horsepower or one horsepower, it doesn't really matter. The fun factor is still there, and it's it's back to basics motorsport. If if you if you really think about it, at the end of the day, I mean, most motorsport people starting go karts, so uh, you, you get that. Um, I guess that trying to find the best driving line fever in and in, in the in the fact that you know you're actually you know you're running for position. I know, I know there was tons of bumping and and stuff going on, which we shouldn't be doing, but. Um, it gets competitive, and it's and it, and that, that's a good thing about go karting because it's 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 not just fun. It's actually it, it makes you uh, for me. I think it makes you a better driver. Actually, that place that we've been to, it's the go karts were very similar one to another with yep. power, so it was very hard for for us to overtake each other. In terms of power weight, for example, your brothers are, James are like two two kilos, yeah, so I'd I'd, I'd be I'd be hammering them on on the on the um on the corners, on the corners and they'd just be taken away. They'd be like walking me in the streets. I'm like, this is not fair because they weigh nothing. 
<laughs> so the response is a lot better. Yeah, yeah. But then again, that that so the the Port Melbourne track, uh, as good as it is, it's very very tight. So tight overtaking track. was going to be an issue regardless. Yeah. So the one in South Morang, if you come around like the back straight, you can you have so much room to to play with. Yeah. For instance, if you want to go wide and and and, and like grab that little concrete bit and get some extra speed, you the can overtake. Strips, yeah. Yeah. So it it just depends. I mean, it does depend. It depends on the track. It depends on the conditions. Depends on who you're racing. For example, your brothers were <laughs> yeah. a bit chaosy. <laughs> Nah, it was all it was only good fun. Uh, we, we all had a good laugh. Even my sister had a good time. So, yeah, awesome. I um, tried to I tried to overtake your your sister a few times, and she wouldn't let me. She wouldn't let you. I, I started screaming to people, "Can you please let me pass and just get chase up. me?" <laughs> get them away from me! I, 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 want, I want I want them to to, to try beat me. Well, I surely can't wait for the next one. All right, it, it'll be good. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to tear up, tear up another set. Electric. electric, yeah, electric cars are good. I've been in them twice. Um, the one in uh, it's past sunshine. We should throw um, out an invite to the guys on Facebook and see. Actually yeah, who's we, listening. We, we should we should do like a um, like a car took meet there because because that's where they hold the new the, the cars and coffee now. Yeah, um, uh, Ravenhall. Yeah, it's all worth a drive. I think in it might Ravenhall? be good. Ravenhall. Ravenhall. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's just past sunshine. Uh, I forgot what, what the company's called. Um, well, I've, I've got their I've got their card in my in my wallet. But yeah, the the go karting there it's. The electric cars, it's, it's, it's very much like an electric car in that aspect. It's just got instant torque. So, like, you, you actually feel the G force is getting pushed into your seat, um, like straight away, just as soon as you touch a bang, you, you're in what's, your seat. What's the, uh, like, for instance, battery life? Like, for instance, is the torque better as soon as you get on, or is. is well, like I'm, I'm going to assume because they're, they're, like, I'm pretty sure they're lithium batteries, they're going to give you everything and then they're just going to have nothing. Yeah. So, um,. I know after every run, they they hooked up at the like, they got like a quick charger and they they, they, hook, they hook them in, and, and then as soon as you're about to go, they just take them straight off. Uh, I know they I know they just keep going and going and going, but yeah, from when I was racing, I had no fade out of the power band, and I, I raced them you know, two two times in you know two different days um, for like you know four runs because because uh, you'd have one run and get off, or another run and get off, and yeah, they they, they were great, really. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really keen on keen on doing them again. But look, we're going to get to our first break of the night. We're going to go to a song by George Maple. The song's called Hero. She's an Aussie artist. We support Aussie artists here on Community Radio. We'll be right back after this. You're back on Car Talk with Manny J. That was George Maple with Hero. Uh, now, during the break, we're talking about driving position. Um, driving positions, I should say, in, in certain cars and... and, uh, and issues we've had with cars in the past that have had a high driving position. So the complaints that people have with a high driving position in a car is that, is that you feel like you're driving on top of the car, not in the car. That's that's correct. A lot of new cars have that problem. They do. I, I mean, my, my Typhoon's got that problem. Um, it's, it's, it's a complaint about the FG Falcon. It's a complaint about um, a lot of other cars. And you said your MPS had a really high driving position as well. It didn't have really high driving but position, high. but it was pretty high. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. The thing is, it's a family car. It's a that's 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 the platform it's, it's built it's, on. See, I think that the thing is they 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 should really um, push to. I mean, if if you're having a sporty version of a car, you should really say, okay, well, if it's a sporty version, you know, we've got to make the driving position right. We've got to do. We've got to you know make the effort to to not to kind of lose it from its. You know, yeah, there's a thing. I think Mazda's too conservative in that sense because the skyline. Yeah. Is built on a on a on a family chassis. Yeah, I think well, it was the Laurel or something. Well, else. the thirty three was, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Ba- basically, that that platform there, uh, as 
Paul was saying he, he's actually owned the 33, yeah, so he, he knows that they're yeah. good in, in terms of driving position. Um, but I think if I you think go for... Yeah. If you go for a dedicated sports car, it's already a lot better. I, yeah. I think most of the problem with new cars, for example, like an MPS or XR5 or one of those Focus RS, yeah. it's an excellent car, but the seat doesn't have enough adjustments. Yeah. If you lower the seat, for example, only the bottom part goes down, but only the back part of the bottom part yeah. goes goes down, not, for example. Not the full seat. Yeah, not, not the full seat. Yeah. And this is the issue. If you could lower the, the whole seat, yeah. front and bottom, yeah. um, sorry, front and back, yeah. it would be a lot better. Then we wouldn't complain. I know, because I, I was going to mention this with the Focus RS. Um, it's the biggest driving the complaint about it, besides the ridiculously stiff suspension, is is the driving position, is the seat that is just too high. And... Um, uh, Online, there's a kit you can buy that that lowers the seat down, like the you factory seat. And from what I've seen, the reviews with that, people love it. They reckon it's the, the it's the best mod you could possibly buy for the car because it actually makes you feel like you're driving in the car, not on the car. What's wrong with the suspension? Crazy stiff. I heard with the Focus RS when it comes to Australia, I think they're changing the springs. No, for softer ones. Is that true? No, or not? it's not. No, they they've kept they've kept it hardcore. I mean, it's it's good for the track, but companies like Mountune. Mm-hmm. Who, who specialise in, you know, in performance Fords? Uh, they, they they actually with their RS system, they they take the springs out of the ST and put in the RS. Cause, okay, because they they reckon the springs in the ST are a lot more forgiving, um, and it, and it's a lot, it's a better compromise, and and they reckon they get better performance out of the, the springs in the ST. In terms of forgiving, you mean like just like wheel n- travel? No, just not bone jarring ride. Um, and, and, and when you go around corners, you have a little bit more, like, not, not super um, amount of roll, but enough to like, you know, correct, correct. And, 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 and be just, uh, and not be as bumpy and, and, you know, all over the Does road. Does it change the dynamics of the other modes, for instance? No, it shouldn't. Or whatever? No, it, it shouldn't from, from what I've heard. It, it's just, it's just a different, sp- it's a, it's a, it should be the same spring rate, but just a, you know, in, different in it's terms like of progressive progr- or yeah, linear yeah. or, yeah. So, so if it's progressive, then it, it, it's changed. Because well, yeah, it's progressive right. it's right, is usually yeah. a little bit softer, softer at the beginning and then firmer at, at, um, later on. Yeah, I'd have to do more research into that, but I know I know they like you know f- they combat that bottom problem with the RS with with, with the ST springs. And I've driven an S Focus ST, and it's quite, it's quite a nice car to drive. It's, it's not overly stiff. It's it doesn't doesn't the, have much body roll. The current one. The current one, yeah. The uh, two liter. Two liter turbo, yeah. yeah. I drove it when they first came out. Was it Juratec or something? Yeah, the, they call it Juratec two liter. Um, yeah. and I drove that and. I actually drove that. Oh, jeez, the, the, the Mark One of that, the, the, the first ones that came out, in and um, I loved it. I, I wanted to put a deposit on, on it that that day, but I was like, no, nah, I held off. But it, it was it rode really well, and um, I can see why that car got good reviews. I'm like, oh, if, if that car was good, the Focus is going to be RS is going to be excellent, which all the reviews are saying the Focus RS is a, is, a, is the best bang for your buck car in the world at the moment. In terms of, um, it's just people complain they complain that driving with it every day is a bit a bit a bit hard work. And what is it like if you compare it to your Ford XR6? Well, in comparison to my Typhoon, yeah. the Typhoon's pretty. Um, it's it's not a boat, but it, uh, it's the, the Typhoon's actually pretty 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 firm. It, um, you, you've been in it, James. It's it's not soft, um, but it's it's very it's made for the for the conditions here. So it it, it rides the bumps and stuff really well. Um, in terms of it's meant to be like a heavier platform, so it's more uh, doesn't skip. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a more it's more focused. Like obviously, like FPV revises suspension tune and everything on that car. Um, I'll have to take you for a spin on it one day, and, yeah. and I'll even let you you know, you, you you sit in it and take take around corners because you, you, you'll feel it's it's been set up really well. 
Um, I, I know in terms of from, from like my brother's X6, X6 Turbo to my Typhoon, um, his his rear springs are softer, um, so he gets a lot more squat on launch. Whereas the Typhoons are a, a, a bit stiffer, so um, it can it, it's for for corning not as good for launch because with the squat you can you can really put the power down. So especially with his car, he's got 300 kilowatts at the wheels. He can really put that power down. Whereas with my uh, Typhoon, from 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 a dig, if I really punch it, I will I will you know break in a wheel spin. But around corners, that little bit extra firmness made, makes all the difference. Okay. So it's a lot. Yours is a lot more grippy. In corners. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's a lot more grippy. Um. He actually, my brother actually drove my car, and he, he was he was putting it through his pace around some corners. He's like he's like bloody hell. He's like not only your your tire, I got I got good tires on there, but he's like your um your suspension feels like on point. Like it, it's a lot it's a lot more focused than just than, than just my XL6 Turbo. So, in comparison, like I drove my mum's you know BA XT, which is just a you know the base model, and that's a super soft. That had acres of body roll. Yeah. So it's a, it's a completely different car. Like you, you can see you can see the progression, but like I've driven all both like my mum's, my brother's, and in my car, you can see mine's the more you know, fo- focused in that aspect. I would think that maybe one of the reasons why Ford Falcon is was failing before was because of the suspension. Maybe yeah. I think if they make made a standard suspension, something in between a normal Falcon and an XR6, yeah. it will be still compliant compliant enough for a lot of older people. One hundred percent, yeah. But you'll feel a lot more sporty and more. You'll have a lot more feedback, and even old people when they drive those cars, they 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 don't think they need the feedback feedback, but they do, yep, and definitely. if they get the feedback, that um, they'll make them a lot safer driver because they'll feel what's happening. What's happening the under, underneath them? That's right. So, like, I mean, that, that was that's being, I guess, everyone's biggest gripe with the Falcon, like, the, like especially base models. Like, they're super comfortable. They're awesome long distance cruisers. Like, you can't, you, you won't really find much cars that are better, like, just cruising long distance. But in terms of you know throwing them into a corner, they are a bit soft and they get a bit squidgy. Um, but you're right. There was like no middle ground between like Typhoon and and you know, base model. Like there was the XR6, which was a bit firmer, but it, but it was still not as firm as what you know. Like oh, I reckon, for example, a base model could have had the suspension out of my out of my car, and yeah. it, and it would have been a lot, it would have been a much better car. And I think one of those suspensions is not really any more expensive than a normal suspension of a Falcon. It's just different valving, different basically. Valving, yeah. And the springs are different, but they don't cost any more money, really. No. So. I mean, they could have done that. I know with my car, they they introduced the aspect later on, which was even firmer again uh, on on the Typhoon. And I really wanted to. I've actually really wanted to drive one to see the difference between an aspect and and mine, because I can still buy aspect springs and shocks, um, and I can put them in my car. But I, if, there's no point if the, if the difference is, isn't very minute. But I've heard there's a big difference in them. So even then, again, that could that could have been that should have been that. Sorry, I'm starting. That should have been the step up that Ford or just FPV put the, put it in at the, at the start. And give them like the standard car typhoon springs and, and jobs. Yeah, it would have been a lot better. True, um, but I think the aspects got different tires wider on the back as, as well. Uh, the later ones did, yes, but the early ones still had two four fives. So the typhoons had two four fives. The later ones had two seven fives on the rear. Yeah, t- two seven Ooh. fives would be much better. Yeah, yeah, two seven fives. <laughs> Big step up. Um, I mean, with the like the, yeah, I mean. The later ones had a lot more power, like the V8s and stuff. So you know, the biggest gripe with the, with the early Gen three three five, you know, supercharged V8 ones, GTs, where they they just had too much power and they could not two four five just couldn't handle it, and they put two seven fives and it changed changed the car immensely. So yeah, biggest gripe they had with the car. But anyway, we'll move on instead of talking about my car again. Um, Sound insulation. Now, Paul is kind of the, the house expert in, of sound insulation, from what I've heard from Mr. James at Established. Um, so, in terms of sound insulation, 
do you do do you focus this more towards like getting better car audio our NVH levels I mean my um my next one I ever had a, he bought a highest van and it was, it was just like you know ex Telstra tradie speak van and it was that loud and boomy and crashy inside he went he went to um he went to I think it was carpet court or something and he's like you've got any, like an, an old like cut out you know cutoffs of um or secondhand um you know, like uh, underlay that they use for the carpets. Like, yeah, he, he got it for like nothing. He put it in there, changed the car immensely. Oh, it looks super quiet. It was it was actually nice to drive for a van. <laughs> actually, every car for the past twenty something years, I I always put sound insulation in it as much as I can. Obviously, um, I'm doing the work myself. Whatever yeah. I can do, I will try to do it just to save money. Um, it used to be just a, like a normal um, under carpet felt, but that doesn't really work that well. Yeah. Um, Recently, for the past maybe five, ten years, you can buy a lot of stuff from eBay, even from China, one of those um, stick-on things yep. that you stick. Um, they work okay, but... Um, In terms of like Dynamat and stuff, is that similar? Like yeah, to, look, to there what? are different. That's, that's a lot better stuff that works a lot better, but it's also a lot more expensive. And it's, and it's very heavy. Mm. Not really. From I what think, I've heard, people say oh, it's it's, yeah. it, it's really heavy. Like I, uh, my, when my, you do the whole car, yeah, when you do the whole car, I guess. Like my brother put um, uh, Dynamat. No, sorry, his brother. He's he's, he's all his previous his FG came with Dynamat in the boot, and the boot was really heavy to lift up and, and close. Yeah, I, I think probably about five kilos of Dynamat will be easily enough to um, make the car a lot more quiet. Look, yeah. I've never been in a quiet car. Mm. So for me, any car is loud, and I try to make it as uh, much more pleasant to be in than yeah. than than not, basically. And you can you can get Dynamite, you can get another stuff off. I can't remember what it's called. You can also buy it from eBay. It's a little bit cheaper, I think, than Dynamite, but it just sticks. Yeah. It's basically like a sticker, but it's got aluminium on on top as well, okay. and it's synthetic. Okay. Like, with with Dynamat, it's bitumen base. Oh, right. Yeah, that. and okay. the other one is synthetic and just sticks on. It doesn't smell. It's very easy to cut, um, it, and it works better. Apparently, Dynamat sags after some time, and it doesn't work as well anymore. With, okay. with that synthetic stuff, it doesn't sag. It, it stays... Yeah, it just stays on the same thickness. Yep. And it works a lot better. What, what it does, it just makes... When you stick it to the flat panel... Um, you're stopping, you make it heavier and it stops the vibration. Yeah. And that's, the vibration is the biggest issue in a lot of the new cars. Yeah. For example, if you had an older car, the, the panels were thicker and they didn't vibrate. So even if the car was overall loud, much more louder than the new cars, you didn't have this, um, annoying vibration yeah. on, on the road. Yeah. Um, I've got, I've got a bit of a vibration in the laser. It's, it's towards the front. I've got to find out what it is. All the new cars have that. My, my Mazda 3, like 2008, had that. All the Civics had that. Corollas have that. When you drive them in the suburbs, they fine. Yeah. As soon as you get on the freeway, you've got the coarse bitumen road. Yeah. It's, it, it's all Shakes over. And rattles, I, yeah. I don't even <laughs> listen to the radio any, anymore. Like, if I'm driving my wife's VF Commodore yeah. and that's got insulation in it, I've, I've put some in, after probably half an hour, we just turn the radio off and we... It's quiet. We, it's not quiet. It's just the radio in, in a car like on a coarse, coarse bitumen road. <laughs> <laughs> the car so is... Just, just, just hitting the mic there, people. It's okay. <laughs> Explosion. Explosion. Uh. It's it just... The radio introduces extra noises into the car, does, yeah. basically. If you're driving by yourself, it's fine, but sometimes you just want to talk with people. 
Yeah. And you just want to turn the radio off and spend half an hour talking to them without the, those extra noises. Yeah, and, you know... I noticed this, especially coming from my laser to my to my typhoon. Um, the lasers, <laughs> it's you can it gets a lot of road noise, especially at 100 k's per hour or 110, the, the legal limit. Whereas on, in the typhoon, I remember when I was James with the, from Manvers Movies, we drove to Sydney. It was like quiet as just it was just super chill, and and we could like have conversations like where we're sitting now, um, and yeah, we could we could hear each other, and it, it was pretty easy. Whereas in the ty- in the laser, um, we'd be kind of so. What did you say? <laughs> can you repeat? Um, but yeah. I guess I guess that comes with like you know a car that weighs a lot more, um, you know, but better insulation. But I think even spending two hundred dollars and your own labor, yeah, I mean, um, it will make a huge difference to any car. Yeah, and also to the audio as well. Um, on the um, SV6 VF Commodore, it's got a standard radio. It's my wife's car. It doesn't have any woofers or anything. It's just got two speakers on the front, two speakers on the back, and the speakers on the front, they split. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I've, I did the doors in it, just the front, yep. and that made a huge difference to the Commodore. It's the car, even if you put sound insulation into the doors, it makes the engine more quiet inside. Okay. Obviously, the door um, vibrates yeah. from the engine. Somehow, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's it's everything's gonna vibrate when, yeah. when the car's on. And I thought I would have to buy speakers for that car, amplifier, something else. And I went to one of the shops, had a look. It's I asked them how much to fit these or that, even if I can do it myself. And yeah. they told me in the VF Commodore, if you fit good splits in and they have big crossovers, you're gonna have noise. So we we have to mount crossovers inside the car and speakers inside the doors. It's a lot of mucking around, and yeah. every time someone takes the door trims off, it's gonna make it the, more loose. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not good for the for the door trims. No. So I th- I said, look, I'll do it myself, and I've done it myself. I'm very happy. I I don't think mm, it needs any better stereo than what it is yeah. really, because the, uh, the rest of the car is more quiet, and when you're putting insulation into the doors, it it um, makes some of the frequencies a lot more quiet. So that, therefore, you don't have this muddy base, basically. Yeah. And it just sounds a lot more cleaner, more dynamic, and a lot more. Uh, you'll be a lot more happy with it. I mean, in terms of like for car audio, um, if you wanted to, just because like the biggest gripe people have are oh, my my stock speakers and, and stuff are crap. Would the first thing you do be like, okay, well, if you want to see how 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 good they can be, would you would you say, oh, okay, well. Put some sound editing first, and um, you know, and and really try. You know, and it, it it'll Im- improve the the sound quality. W- would you would it you say will, like that? It will make it a lot more dynamic. But if you if you're just running just a, a single cone speaker yeah. in the front, it, it will always lack treble unless you put very expensive speaker. Which is if you're going for very expensive, you might as well put two way good yeah. splits or Plus, something. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can tell you I had a Nissan Pulsar about 17 years ago when I was doing cleaning yeah. and I just needed a cheap car and I went to a shop, hi-fi shop with stereos for, for cars and yeah. I got second-hand Nakamichi tape deck and just $15 second-hand Philips speakers dual cone, just, just a normal cheap speaker. Yeah. And I was amazed how good that sounded. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd be surprised that... Like- how good, how good, like a, a different, a different uh, head unit and head, just a head unit makes. 
I don't, I don't want to change the Hedunia Maka. It made a world of difference. Look, Nakamichi is one of the best brands, but I think the speakers were very, very... And I think they were only five and a quarter inch. And I was, you can't have really good sound from a five and a quarter inch speaker, especially if it's a um, dual-cone speaker. Yeah. But these speakers sounded extremely good in that car in that for car. what it was. Yeah. And I, had, I always said a car that had good stereo amplifier, graphic equalizer, splits and stuff like that. I was never happy with it, but yeah. with this, I was very, very happy. Yeah. You'd be surprised. I mean, my first car, it was like $500 car, uh, really expensive sound system. But yeah, I changed the speakers. I, you know, changed the head unit and just all that just together just made such a difference. And, you know, I, I put, I put an, I put an amp and a sub in there and, you know, I just put all the bass pretty much just f to make the sub do all the work. And yeah, it, it, the clarity was so much better than the, 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 the fact, you know, cardboard speakers and, just, just, I mean, it wasn't a big, big budget build, but it was, it was something decent. And yeah, you know, I mean, it was, it was only kicker stuff at the end of the day. Kick, kickers aren't super great, but it worked for me. And I, I was, I was wrapped with that sound. And I got tons of comments. I was like, hey, this actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, look, sometimes you don't have to spend a lot of money on on speakers. If, even if you have your speakers sorted out with that sound insulation, um, they sound a lot better than what what they probably would without it. So. Yeah. Well, look, we're going to go to our next break of the night. We'll be right back after this. You're back on Car Talk with Matty J. That was Wonderful Life by Stephen Grinwald and Loki. Um, now, James has had his MPS. Uh, he's in the stage of trying to find the best suspension setup. So, you know, he's, I remember the last time you came in, you were talking about you got your coilovers for it. Um, but you're kind of in the middle of trying to find the best kind of, you know, setup for it. Yeah. Now, Paul, you've already had an MPS before. Um, you're in a similar situation, uh, but you didn't have, you didn't, you didn't run the coilovers. You ran, um, uh, you had coils. Did. Oh, you, you did. I had end. four different sets of suspension on my MPS. Okay, there you go. So I tested and tried. Tested right and tried. So, all right. So, so James, what suspension have you got in there currently now? So my suspension is basically their seeker. So they take a, um, a BCBR, um, like shock body. Yeah. And they customize the valving based on requirements. Okay. So I've opted for um, helper springs in the front, but they're not in at the moment. And 12 kilos springs all around. Or I wanted 12 and 10, but they couldn't supply 10 for the rear because it's IRS. Okay. So independent rear suspension. Yep. So they supplied 12 kilos all around. Um, at the moment, my rebound is pretty high at the back. So you, you're getting a lot of bump then? Yeah, especially yeah. especially because it's like it's Commodore stance, yeah, which is isn't the best. I got to lift it at least an inch and a half to two inches. Yeah, um, it is pretty low from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. so it's not the it's not the comfortable like it's not heaps comfortable on the freeway. Drives like a dream, yeah. like it's it's excellent. But around um, town bumpy roads, as soon as you, for instance, railway tracks. If yeah. the railway track is like isn't really that smooth and it's like like for instance locally um i don't know the name of the street but do you know oak, where oak park mac is yeah yeah, yeah. If you go devon road, yeah, devon road. Devon if you road, go down yeah. that forget it like you <laughs> you might as well throw the car in the bin like, oh, yeah, they, they, that, that it's, bad. it's bad okay. it's i mean that 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 railway track is bad in standard suspension but like yeah you know, with um with really stiff coilovers, but now so Paul, you've had the coilovers. You've well, you obviously had four, geez, four sets of, of Look, suspension in your car and your that's, MPS. That's be I had four sets of suspension in my MPS because I'm not probably not very good with suspensions. 
<laughs> but uh, did you have just one set of coilovers? Do you no, have... I had two sets of coilovers. Okay. First, um, I got Coney Sports. Yeah. I ran that with standard um, springs. Yeah. That was okay, but... So Coney Sports are just like a strut setup. It's not yeah. a... Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a strut setup on the front, and the rear is just a shock absorber on... on yeah, with, with the springs. With, with the springs separate. Yeah. Then I got the springs compressed. It made it a lot better. Mm, even if the spring firmness was the same, it just felt a lot better. The center of gravity was lower. The calf steed different. It was a, a lot better. Yep. Then I went for a coil set of um, coilovers all around with slightly heavier springs. I think the springs were about... 10 or 12 on the front and yep. about 8 on the back. I can't remember the brand. It was mm, it wasn't a really good brand but it wasn't really bad. Yeah. Like DGO or DNO or something like that. HS maybe something. I can't remember. It's going back okay. a few hey, years. HSP, so. hello snackbacks. Yeah. <laughs> look, uh, look they, they, they were fine but I think the front always struggled. The front was always a Did little that, bit pushy? Yeah, was it like No, it, it wasn't that but it just it just never recovered on the bumps that well. Okay. And the car still felt a little bit floaty. Yep. Okay, but those coilovers, they only had an adjustment for, one adjustment for for rebound, rebound and compression. Yep. Okay. Okay, so it was probably like in one click, there was 70% rebound and 30% compression, like what it normally is on the coilovers. Yep. And then I got really pissed off because I was spending all this money and uh, look, I couldn't copy anyone else's setup. Yeah. If you could co copy someone else's setup, you, you drive their car, then you really know what you're getting. Yeah. So I got what, what, James. What's what's their last so set of BCE? Uh, BCE with, ex yeah, with external ER's reservoirs. Reservoir. It's like the the highest the high end of B BCE coils. Yeah. Yeah, and they were they were much better than the previous coilovers, much better than Coney's. Yeah. However, the springs were not firm enough. So I had to go um, for custom springs with the ERs. Okay. Um, ERs are a lot better coilovers because they have separate compression and sep separate um, rebound. rebound adjustment. Yeah. So that made it a lot better. So I had to go for 12 kilo springs on the front and about, I think, eight on the back. And that was okay. Okay. The, f the front could have been a little bit firmer, probably 13 or 14. That yep. would have been better. But it was it was okay. It was uh, it was a lot better than factory. It was yeah. It oh. was actually a lot better. Um, the He's car going. could. He's, he rode well. Yeah, yeah. It, it did yeah because because I could uh, because I had a lot firmer springs. I didn't need to run that much rebound. rebound yeah. And that made it a lot more That's comfortable. And issue. the car didn't didn't really skip or anything over the the road. It was quite smooth. Yeah, with the standard suspension on the way home from work, the car would. Uh, probably get almost airborne well okay yeah, it, it it was floaty like going more than 60 k's an hour it started to feel the float yeah and it didn't recover well on the bumps yeah. and, and with the previous suspension it just made it better and better and better and then you got your, your best setup which yeah. is with the external reservoirs yeah it was it was the best setup yeah okay so your advice for james would be with his setup now because like because I, I know james uh, you're wanting to get your setup tuned properly um, I was going to say to you, get it um, corner balanced, but you said not yet. What do you recommend in terms of that? Because I've I've seen James's car and I've been in it, I would recommend that first you get the right uh, the, the right right height. Yeah. Okay, and then you adjust the rebound. Yep. Okay, with with the compression together, and then you do proper wheel alignment. Yeah. Because yeah. a wheel alignment will change a lot of things too. It, yeah. it, it'll really sharpen it back up, James. The alignment's fine for now, but yeah. for, if I lift it. Everything goes out of whack, whack yeah. because yeah. obviously, and you're adjusting things. So that's 
it's a good step. But as we speak now, uh, my next step would be lift the back at least. Uh, two inches, one and a half inches. Yeah, probably about 30 mil, 40 mil. Um, and then from there, that gives me more travel. So It will feel a lot better. Yeah. It, it wouldn't f- it's not going to feel as choppy. Mm. My, yeah. front, my front end is pretty good, though. It is, yeah. Um, but sometimes, the thing is, when I was tuning my car, I used, I used to drive it everywhere, um, slowly, fast, different roads. And sometimes, like... If you're driving in one place, you think the suspension is correct, you go to a different street and it just feels bad. So you have to find a compromise and retune it, retune it. And then also if you make the back a little bit firmer, it changes the front a little bit too, the way it feels. I was actually tuning it on the way from Adelaide to here because I had the front uh, clicks in. So I was was playing with it on the freeway and like the freeway, even though it's pretty level, like there's some parts that are... You get a bit bumpy. Bad, like, yeah. like, like heaps of uh, ridges or whatever the, the road curvature and whatnot. <laughs> so I was playing with it like every uh, 100, 150 k's. I was adjusting it and going further and whatnot. Yeah. So, so that in, helped. In, I got I got in, the front on like I think down to like eighteen clicks. So in, in terms of your front end now, you, you're you're happy with that? It's just your rear that's a bit too to be out of out in of way. In terms of suspension, like as in coilovers. The front end's good. The only thing I probably need for the front end is um, shorter sway bar links because they they seem they contact uh, or they're not really contact like stiff turns. They'll they'll rub okay. against the the either the the, sh- the chassis because of the length of yep. the strut has been reduced. Yeah. So I got to get adjustable um, sway bar links. So the front end the front end's a bit tighter in corners, and the rear that has to be lifted. And obviously um, adjusted. The only thing is, it's a pain because it's got to strip the interior. Interior to do it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can do it. I can do it. It's not with sound insulation. <laughs> I might as well get that done while I do it. Get Paul to do, do it in the one here. Just be like, yeah, there you go. Hundred uh, percent. Shocks. Ad- uh, sorry, suspension adjusted. Sound insulation. Much quieter. It's right? Gen Gen One Series One. So, it's a, so Paul had a Series Two. Yeah, Series they Two. Came yeah. with a lot more sound insulation from factory. Really. Yeah. It did, but it wasn't really that much more quiet. It was still very loud. Like, in, ter- compar- in comparison to, to the general one? Series, yeah. Series Wait, 1. Isn't yours a Series 2, James? No, it's a Series 1. 06. Yours a Series 1? I yeah. think 08 was 08 series, series 2. 2. In, in terms of BK or in terms BK. of... Yeah. Really? BK, yeah. yeah. Jeez. So there's BK Series 1, Series 2, then there's BL. Yeah, but like, I didn't realise the, the, the first BK Series went for so long. Cause B- I think it was like... BK went from 2003 onwards, right? That shape yeah, came yeah, out in 2004, started, maybe. Yeah. But the MPS started, started in Australia in 2006. 2006, late 2006, early 2007. But so the first series of the, of the MPS went till like uh, November 07. But the first series of the MPS, was was that based on the Series 1 or Series 2 of the BK? It's the it's the later model BK. Okay. But it's but but the first series for MPS. MPS, okay, I gotcha. Sorry, this is where I was getting confused. Okay, that makes sense. So, in terms of the differences between the Series 1 and Series 2, there, would, there wouldn't have been much, right? No. The dash will... changes, the material of the dash, because the dash cracks on Series 1. Okay. Um, a few, the a few minor differences with the turbocharger. Oh, really? In terms of, um, I think they changed the I didn't know that. internal wastegate. The first Series had a... Um, problem with smoke problem after with a while. Smoke. Yeah, so the, there's a, they changed the bolt. Yeah, okay. you know, the bolt that supplies the oil, yeah, oil control bolt. 
Uh, they they got a special name for it. I forgot. Mo- look, most of the most of the stuff is exactly the same, except yeah. for the turbocharger made a small difference. Yeah. It's more reliable on the Series Two, and it's got a bit more sound insulation, okay. basically, and slightly better plastic on the dash. Yeah. James was telling me it doesn't crack in in the sun. Since if they're yeah. through the center, they they all do it. My sister's Mazda three has done it. So oh, okay. Well, look, we'll um. We'll leave it there. We're going to move on to the car quiz, and I think James is in the in the hot seat tonight for that. He's yeah. he's, he's like, oh, geez, here we go. So, um, this is the car talk car quiz. Dun 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 dun. There we go. Question one: Mazda turbocharged which version of the MX-5? SP. No, that like which model? Like, is it um, model code? Oh. Yeah, I think it's a C, NC. NC, no. NB. NB. Series yeah. 2. Series oh, fair enough. That's right. Question 2. The engine code Mazda used for this car was the what? The engine code? Yeah. It, well, it's it was it's based on... It's it's a BP engine, but obviously with a turbocharger, it'd be pretty... What, BPT? BPT, yeah. So, it, it's... So the same motor as the... Pretty much. The yeah. 1.8. Um, Laser? No, the 1.8 all-wheel drive. GDX and stuff. GTX, yeah. The familiar. It was d- different, but it was same engine code. Okay. Um, so it's like saying RB. Yeah. Question three. The F6 Typhoon had a Ute twin. What was it called? Tornado. Tornado, that's correct. Question four. Land Rover has announced a new electric vehicle that they're going to bring out very shortly. What is it called? No idea. Pass. More interested in electric vehicles. <laughs> Neither am I. Trying to start with. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you a hint. Um, the second word is rover. That's stupid. Yeah. So it's something rover. We'll pass. We'll pass. We'll come back to it. All right. Question five. LDV comes from where? LDV is a, is a brand. I think it starts with S, doesn't it? No, LDV. That was in, like, the country. So that's the S. No. As in the car manufacturer? Car manufacturer, it? yeah. It's a car manufacturer called LDV. Are you saying who owns them? Where, where are they originated from? What country? What country? Russia? No, I mean, China. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't think they are very big here in Australia. They're getting big, actually. There's, there's quite a few of them getting around. Like, they've got commercial vehicles. Question six. The Holden Astra is the what in Europe? The what Astra in Europe? Opel Astra. Opel Astra, that's correct. Question seven. True or false? Opel were only here for six months. Yeah, they, they abandoned, so... But was it were they here for only six months or were they here for longer? I think it was like a year and a bit. Yeah, no, they, that's right, it's false. Question eight. True or false? The Subaru Impreza was the first Subaru that Colin McRae drove. No. Nah, it wasn't. He drove. He drove the uh, Le- Legacy or Liberty Legacy. first. Yeah. What do they call that in the states? Legacy. I'm guessing. Same, same. I'm pretty sure we're the only one that calls it Liberty. Okay. Um, it's a bit weird. You feel the freedom when you drive it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I thought, did you drive America? Did you drive a Brumby? Nah, man. Oh, okay. Um, a Ute. A Ute. A brat, as they, as they call it. They, they call them brats over there. Brats. Big ups to our American followers. We're doing the rover. 
Um, question nine. For what reason did Subaru make the 22B? Now, there's two reasons. If you give me one of each... Oh, sorry. If you give me one, I'll give you the full, full point. Why'd they make it? Yeah, it, it was... They made the 22B to celebrate two reasons, but if you give me one of the reasons, I'll give you the point. If you give me two, I'll tell you what, I'll give you an extra point. How's that sound? <laughs> I don't even know. Um, I remember when they came out. Yeah. Can you give me in? I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I'm, 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 not, a, I'm not a hard-ass tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm really not in the mood to Like I'm only guessing that the reason why they wanted more power, more bottom end power. But maybe there was an occasion as well. 22B is a two-door. Is a two-door. And I think some of them came out with 2.2. They were all 2.2. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Is it a power thing? No, it's not a power thing. Give up. Much yeah. better looks. It's probably to combat what the Skyline. Nah, it, they brought it out to commemorate its for, Subaru's 40th anniversary and three consecutive rally championships. Okay. So that, that was their little present to themselves. Um, true or false? The Holden Adventure was only available with a V8, which was their SUV. Yeah. Okay. No, it's, it was available with a V6 too. Was it? Yeah, it was. Okay. Was it the 3.8? 3.8. Yeah. Never late in the 3.8, mate. Um. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I'll. I'll, I'll move forward. That would have struggled. Yeah, it was a heavy car. I've been in in an eight. Yeah, and they're, and they're not that quick because because yeah. they're a heavy car. Yeah, the five point seven V eight wasn't that quick either. No. With the four wheel drive. LS one. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. It was okay, but it wasn't that quick. Yeah. Um. Question four. Land Rover has announced a new electric vehicle. What is it called? It is a something Rover. It's the stupidest name ever, but it's. It is what it is. It's, it's, it was all over the news, like the car news and stuff, the last few days. I've heard of it, but I have no idea. No idea. James, give up. Is it that stupid? It's pretty dumb, but it, everyone's just like, why would they call it that? But Swift, Swift Rover? I don't nah, know. It's called the Road Rover. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, the Road Rover. The appliance. Two, three, Can't four. They make electric cars well for it. Yeah, well, it, it's it's it, it's legit an appliance. Well, look, you got five out of ten. Not bad. There's some really hard ones in there tonight, actually. I'll um, you did well for. Does does the twenty two B was that rally spec? Like was was the rally? No, because because no, twenty two B. It was never a rally car because rally cars back then had to be had to be a two liter, and that was a two point two. Okay. So it was kind of just like made just. To be like the ultimate impressor, which which is what really what it was. It was too good to be killed. It was too good. To be <laughs> Maybe a topic for next week. We should bring it up. Um, have you heard of? Let me pull his name up. Best damn garage in town, Smoky. Um... We'll come back to this, James. We're gonna go to our last okay. break of the night. You're back on Car Talk with Matty J. Uh, we are out of time, James. You got a quick shout out? A quick shout out to uh, Braden Carrera or Carrera. Uh, meant to be on the show today, but hopefully comes on next week. Could make it on. And the place you want to talk about? The place? Yeah, you, you mentioned just before the break. Uh, I think his name is Smokey Tunic, something like that. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we can bring it up next week. Next week. Um, thanks for coming on, Paul. Thank you for having me here. No worries. It's always a pleasure having you guys. Thanks, James, again. Thanks for having me. Um, tune in next week, six, uh, 7 p.m. for Car Talk with Matty J. Like and share our Facebook page. It's Car Talk, T-O-R-Q-U-E with Matty J. Um, if you've missed any of our episodes, you can get them on there. Uh, there's a link to our Shout Engine page and on iTunes. So if you're into iTunes, you can just look us up on there. Like, uh, rate, sorry, subscribe, rate, and review on our on our uh, oh, geez, on our iTunes. Put us higher on the ranking so we can get our, our voice heard further. 
This has been Car Talk with Matty J. I will see you same time next week. Take it easy.